بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين يا برادر السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته again we are now continuing to discuss the case of توحيد the كتاب التوحيد the book of monotheism and as we said that the case of monotheism is a big case enough for us to say that محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم himself personally upon the order of الله تبارك وتعالى he spent Ten complete years discussing nothing but La ilaha illallah. The major, that's the case of Tawheed. And since Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showed us the way to deal with this deen, to deal with these pillars of Islam, we are supposed to follow him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to show our love to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to follow him. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book, Telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ordering Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do sahaba and the others, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ يعني, Oh Muhammad, tell these people, if you love me, if you love me, then follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, loving Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and loving Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala will lead to obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why we obey a person who is a human being? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to obey him. And he told us subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is not bringing things from his own. As he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is directing us to the correct way, to the correct path. If we want to live as true Muslims, we should follow this path. So we will be inshallah with him in Jannah. Our chapter tonight is discussing the case of cursing the wind. As you can see, this book is discussing so many cases in our life. It's touching reality. You can see so many people when the wind is so strong, they start to curse the wind because it's just doing so many bad things to them, to their farms, to their trees, to their cars, to their what, to the... not knowing that this is against the creed of Islam, against the teachings of Allah wa ta'ala to Muhammad So a mu'min, a true mu'min, a true Muslim should really, really learn how to deal with these things. So let's see what is the connection, what is the relation between this topic or this chapter and the case of Tawheed or monotheism. Actually cursing the wind is cursing the one who made the wind and sent the wind. That's Allah wa ta'ala. And doing this really is the major cause, which is against monotheism or tawheed. In this case, a mom should be so careful when he deals with such a case. Now if we say wind, we also talk about other things. Rain, this, that, things which is really affecting our life. You hear a lot on the news, news, they say, bad weather. Bad weather? What do you mean by bad, bad weather? Weather made by who? By Allah wa ta'ala. So we cannot really say bad, bad weather. We may say hard weather, we may say too much rain, we may say very uh, quick or fast winds, so on, yes. But not to say bad weather. Let's see how Muhammad sallam taught us how to deal with this kind of thing in this hadith we have in here, which is, Correct, inshallah, by Tirmidhi and by Al-Albani, rahimahullah, some other ulama, rahimahumullah. Hadith in Arabic, 
خرج جنازة في سيد الهير عن أبي بن كعب رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا تسبوا الريح فإذا رأيتم ما تكرهون فقولوا اللهم إن نسألك من خير هذه الريح وخير ما فيها وما وخير ما أمرت به ونعوذ بك من شر هذه الريح وشر ما فيها وشر ما أمرت به صححه الترمذي First of all, Muhammad is telling us, do not curse the wind. That's an order of Muhammad and we have to obey. If we are true Muslims, then we are, inshallah, we have to obey what he told us to do. And we have to obey what he told us, what he told us not to do. So he told us, do not curse the wind. We refrain from that. We stop cursing the wind because this is Muhammad telling us not to do. So we stop. That's first step. Second step. Then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you see something is not pleased to you, of them from this wind, it's too much, too strong, it could destroy your, your uh, plantations, it could, it could destroy your farm, it could destroy your trees, it could, it could uh, hurt you, but there's a lot of dust into it, and so on, this will bother you, then what are you going to say? Are you allowed to curse? No. What are we supposed to say? As Muhammad told us in here, if you see something you don't like, or it's not pleasant to you, then you will say. First of all, you will ask Allah wa ta'ala of the best of this wind. The best of this wind. Whatever is best about it, you ask Allah for it. Because He subhanahu wa ta'ala who created the wind. And He subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who is sending the wind. Have you heard of Ar-Rih al-Aqim? You heard of it, yes. You read it in Quran. But this Ar-Rih al-Aqim was sent to Ad. A very tough nation who refused to accept the message of their messenger and they tried to kill him also so Allah sent him this Ar-Rih Al-Aqim a very strong and hard and harsh wind which is which destroyed them all subhanallah how is that with this wind yes wind sometimes could be so strong that it will destroy but it comes to us in here now we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is the best in it right We ask for the good of the wind. That's one case. The other one, what's good in it? What do you mean by what's good in it? Is there anything good in this wind? Yes. The wind could have a lot of good things for us. It carries good smell, carries uh, coolness for us, it carries, maybe sometimes it moves the um, uh, male flowers to the female flowers for these trees which is having two places. This will make it okay for, for fruits. As, as you can see here, in Arabia we have this palm tree. This is the only tree, as far as I know, which is the male tree. The male is not the same as the female. Any other tree, you can have them both. The flowers are the same. Flower in here and flower in here. This is male and this female. All the same flowers having both. So it's easy to make them together and the fruit will be okay. But these palm trees are not. Palm trees, the male is complete tree alone. Female is complete tree alone. So the wind sometimes brings these flowers to put them in this so they will be okay. So these are some good things in it. As we said, good smell, cooling the, the weather, and so on. Also it could bush the clouds, bring the clouds. And when the, the air comes, as you can, as they said in the geography that if the air is cold and the, the, the clouds are low, then it will affect the clouds and it will rig. So many. So there is some good things on this wind we ask Allah Ta'ala for. Then, we seek protection. 
فالله تبارك وتعالى هذا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ان يسير ونعوذ بك نعوذ ويأسك يجوج ويأسك بروتكشن فرم الله سبحانه وتعالى of the good bad things of bad things in this wind because this bad this wind could carry also bad things like what epidemics germs whatever it could bring it the end bring it and spread it among people um, about 90 years ago in this country we had what they call it yellow wind yellow wind brought us the يعني epidemics which was after the world war the first world war and it came to this country and destroyed 90% of the population my father is telling me about this he's so old he said some houses in some of these towns in this country closed was closed nobody's there complete family goes because of this wind they call it yellow wind it's carrying the cholera or whatever this is in that time it's carrying it from other places to the country then it's destroyed and people are dying because there were no medicine in that time of course so in this case wind could carry epidemics wind could carry anything so a Muslim will ask refuge will ask protection from Allah Taala from this wind so we ask protection from the harm of the wind itself it could destroy the wind could destroy plantations could destroy يعني the houses of their rust يعني strong enough like in the west now we can see here about these hurricanes when these come and so strong and they break the houses I have seen some of them like this you know when I wasn't there I seen them personally يعني the houses are from made not made from this you know cement and so on strong they are made of wood so easy to go and push them so what is يعني by itself destroying Allah is sending to destroy or carrying things like we said that's epidemics then you ask refuge from Allah from this wind so he will save you from it also to ask refuge or protection from Allah of the evil of the what commanded to bring or to do when Allah sent this strong air الريح العقيم to add Actually, when they saw it, they were happy, thinking that this is bringing them more rain. قالوا هذا عارض منطرنا بل هو مستعجلت به ريح فيها عذاب أليم تدمر كل شيء بأمر ربها الله أكبر الله أكبر destroys everything by the order of Allah تبارك وتعالى. محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم as our mother Aisha told us when he sees clouds and winds are coming, his face is changing. He's afraid. He goes out and in and out and in. So Omar Ashish asked Rasulullah, people when they say the clouds and they say the air or the wind, they are happy because they are thinking that there will be rain. What did he answer Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? He told Aisha, the minute what he said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that what is going to protect me, what is going to give me the يعني, guarantee that this is not going to destroy us like what happened to Aad people. وَمَا يُؤَمِّنُنِي Ad people, ad people, they thought of that, that they are going to bring rain, going to bring things, good things, then it destroyed them. And Muhammad was afraid that Allah will send this rain with this cloud to destroy the, his nation. He always asked Allah, and later on Allah gave him the protection and the guarantee that he will not destroy his ummah. Allahu Akbar. Muhammad was asking Allah 
to save his ummah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his dua and gave him the guarantee. That means this ummah will not be destroyed once, at once. At, at, like what happened to Nuh people with the water, the flood, like what happened to Ad people with the wind, like what happened to the others. Because of dua of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this nation is safe and guaranteed that it's not going to be smashed one time. But that does not mean that could be dismissed in some places. When so much bad things are happening in one place, Allah may send the wind to destroy that place. May send the rain, the flood, may send so many things, hurricanes, whatever. So a Muslim should be, and you can see, if you hear the news, you can sometimes see that what happened to that country and that area where people are, the whole town is destroyed and so many people are dead. That could be a punishment, could be a test. So we cannot really judge it in this way. However, Muhammad clearly in this hadith is telling us do not curse the wind. So we are supposed to obey Muhammad We are supposed to follow what he told us to do. Not to curse the wind, but to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatever good in it. And to ask refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from any bad thing on that day. Then you, when you do this, you are doing dua. You are making worshipping. Allah will reward you for the worshipping. Alhamdulillah. So everything in your life should be really a worshipping. Your sleeping, a worshipping. Eating is a worshipping. How is that? That is true. That is true because Muhammad told us in the clear hadith, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Whatever you are doing depends on your attention. Depends on your what you are intending to do. Is, are you doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only? Or are you doing this for somebody else? Or for the just without any reason? And we always give an example of three people are eating the same food. Three people are sitting in the same food to eat. One of them is worshipping, one of them is not worshipping or not doing anything, he has no reward because it's mubah for him. The third one is going to be punished for his eating. They are eating the same food, yes, but the intention will change. The first one who is really doing ibadah, the one who is eating because he wants his body to be strong enough to make the other ibadah like salah and hajj and jihad and so on. So he is rewarded for his eating. The other guy who is eating just because he is hungry, is halal, no problem, so no reward. Right. The third guy who is eating to make his body strong enough to hurt people, or attract women, and so on, then he is doing bad deeds. They are doing the same action, the same thing, they are eating from the same plate, like we do here in Saudi Arabia, we have this plate together, and we eat. These three guys are eating from the same plate, and they have a different result. So this case has to remind us of the case of worshipping that we have to remember this hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالْنِيَاتِ So we have to give a strong follow of this case. Imam Jawhari, rahimahullah, one of the best ulama, long time ago he said, I wish, I wish that some ulama are really only doing one thing in their teaching is to teach people their intentions. Just to do this. Just to how to make intention on salah, intention on eating, intention on sleeping, intention on taking the wife to bed, intention on going to school, intention on going to work, intention for, for going to the market. Do you know that when you go to the market and you have good intention, you, maybe you are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
هل يوارد يبارك الله تبارك وتعالى؟ ايش هذا؟ هاو از ذات؟ از ان سمبل. جست بوت ان مايند وور يو ليف يور هاوس ذات يو ار دوينج ذيس جست بيكوز يو ار سيرفينج يور فاميلي اند يو كيبينج ذيم فروم جوينج اوت تو سي ذيس باد ثينجز ان ذا ماركت. So you go to buy things because it's your responsibility and for Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala for your family. So you're doing this, so you are, your intention is good and you're rewarded for that. As long as these two conditions are, are applied, then any good deeds will be accepted by Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and rewarded. Only for Allah, only the way for Rasulullah. Only for Allah, only the way for Rasulullah. Then any deed will be accepted and rewarded. And only for Allah, that part of Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Only the way of Rasulullah, that part of Shahadat Anna Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if we say Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, we mean that we are going to do things only for Allah, we are going to do things only the way of Rasulullah. Then, then we are on the right track. So, case of this wound, or anything else you say in your life, put it in the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With the intention for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember that last ayah in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Two conditions. The way of Rasulullah, only for Allah. No polytheism, the way of Rasulullah. That's it. Monotheism and the way of Rasulullah. Have monotheism for Allah, have monotheism for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Raja Rasulullah. You cannot be, anybody cannot be a Muslim unless he believes that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is Rasulullah and he is the one who is guiding us to the right track. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ Not because he is a human being, his name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah, no, but because he is the messenger of Allah, he has been chosen by Allah tabarak wa ta'ala from all of these Arabs that time, all of human beings at that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chosen that person, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be his messenger to his place. So we love him for that specially, and we are following him for that specially, because he is sent to us by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Just imagine, just imagine that your general manager sent you someone with a letter to do things. You take the letter happily, you thank the messenger himself, and you read the letter, and you follow it. Just for dunya. Say what of this for your life and today and akhra. Allah has sent you a man with a book to read and follow. What have you done with it? Ask yourself this question. Don't let other ask you, but I'm just want, I want each one of us to ask himself this question. What have we done with this letter from Allah Taala by Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? He sent us Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with this book to do things and to refrain from things. Have we followed it? Have we read it? Have we understood it? Have we practiced in our life? Or we just make it like decoration? Some Muslims, mashallah, because they love Quran and they love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they make big decoration ayat in their majlis, in their place, mashallah. Hada mutawwa, mashallah. Decoration, he puts Surah Yasin complete in one rug with a nice handwriting. Ayat al-Kursi in another rug. Ish hada, ya habibi. Wallahi, this is mashallah, very good decoration. La ya habibi. Quran is not for decoration. Quran is to be in here and to be practiced. So in this case now, let's ask our question now. How is Quran going with us? Now we have a very good ch- chance. This 10 days of the Hijjah. How are we going to deal with it? Especially when we remember that Allah Ta'ala will give us more rewards in this day, these days than the others. Allah loves these days. So let's try our best to read this book of Allah Ta'ala. Understand it, memorize it as much as we can and practice it in our life. What is the reward? 
the reward that in you, are, you are in dunya and here you will be so happy. As Allah told us subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, that whoever, whoever, every person, read this book, besides this book, will be happy in his dunya. And when he practice it, when he read it, practice it, then he will be happy also in the judgment day. إن هذا القرآن يهدي للتي هي أقوم. Also, in the judgment day, a person who is memorizing Quran will be told to recite Quran. With every recitation of ayah, he is jumping on Jannah level. اقرأ وارتقي ورتل كما كنت ترتل في الدنيا. That's what he is going to be told in the judgment day. As Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us. So why not? Why not every time we have a time, we just go and read? Why we see the whispers or the covers when they are using and utilizing their time as much as they can? They are in the train, they read. They are in the airplane, they read. They are in the waiting room, they read. And they read silly things. Or a, a book which has been changed. Bible or so on. What about Muslims? Now, especially with this technology you have, you can carry Quran completely in your mobile. What's the problem here? All you have to do is just, whenever you are waiting for the doctor, appointment or something, just open it, just read, read. See, enjoy. See what Allah wants to do about. See what Allah wants you to do. See what Allah wants you to do. See how Allah has directed you to the right track. Think you do this, then do this. This is the way of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then you will feel happiness. You will feel, you will feel happiness of this Quran because you are reciting the words of the Creator and sustainer of the effort. It's not the words of the King. It's not the word of the president, it's not the word of the general manager of the company, it's the word of Allah, Almighty Allah. Strange, we still say, well, if we have time, if we come early, if we, if, if, if we come early to the message, we will recite them. But do you say that hope? No. Why, ya Habibi? Why you leave your house for shaitan? People who do not recite Quran in, the, in, in, in their houses, means they are leaving, leaving shaitan to, to run in there. Shaitan cannot come in a place where the Quran is recited. Do we recite Quran as our Do we teach our families, our wives, our children to recite Quran in the house? That house where Quran is recited, Shaitan cannot enter it. Now we say, no, 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 we can't. We don't want to harm Shaitan, poor Shaitan. We don't want to harm him. So we read Quran only in the masjid. Leave our houses for him. They will find a place for him, please. This guy, he, pretty poor guy, let him get in. Subhanallah al-Azim. Then what's the result? Shaitan is playing around with us and he's hurting us easily. Do you think Shaitan will knock the door to ask you to, can I come in? He will not knock the door, he goes through the walls. He comes from earth. Devil Shaitan, devil jinn will come to your house anytime. In fact, you are carrying going with, him, with you. The Qareen. Each one of us is carrying his Shaitan. Do you know that? Yes, we do. That's what Muhammad also told us. Each one of us is having his Qareen. Qareen is Shaitan. And he's pushing him for bad things. Subhanallah. Then how am I going to deal with this one? Easy and simple, ya akhi. Wallah, very, very simple. Few hadith, few ayah, you read, khalas. You are protected by Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. And if Allah is protecting us, who's going to hurt us? If Allah, if Allah is with us, who's going to hurt us? No one. No one. Because he's the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's controlling everything. Sustaining everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what I am saying, actually, is that, when we really want to be closer to Allah, let's read this book. If we love Allah, let's read the book. 
Let's read his work. Let's recite his work. Let's enjoy it. Let's learn it. If I'm not capable of reciting Quran good, I have to learn it. Whenever I have a chance, Alhamdulillah, now you can find so many places where Quran is taught. In the masjids and so many places. Why can't we spare some time for Quran? We will spare a lot of time for reading newspapers or magazines or internet. We will spare a lot of time for gurgling around with these brothers here, for instance here and this. But we will not spare for, for a few times in the whole day, few minutes for a whole day for Quran, for the book of Allah wa ta'ala, for the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where is the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Oh, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habibi, Ya Rasulullah. Read this, 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 this hadith, no, but MashaAllah, what kind of love is this? It's a lying love. It's not true love. It's just to say by tongue and it's very easy. The one who loves Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, read his hadith, yeah. Go and open Bukhari and read, yeah, his hadith. I don't understand. No problem. Go on. Read. You read once, twice, three times. You ask around. You check this. You check here. Check. You find out. When you know his hadith, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, beat by beat. First of all, learn his hadith. Is when you are getting to your house, what do you say? Because if you say it, he told us, Allah said, whoever comes to his house and says, Bismillah, walajna, Bismillah, kharajna, wa ala Allah, rabbina, tawakkalna. These are three sentences. He said, Allah said, whoever says this, when he gets into his house, shaitan cannot come in his house. Allah, he it out by this hadith. He told us another hadith that when you leave your house, you say, Bismillah, tawakkalna, Allah, Bismillah, kharajna, and the other hadith, Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah, wala hawla, wala quwwata illa billah. Then you are protected from shaitan until you come back to your house. Who is protecting you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very simple, very Why can't we memorize this hadith? Now you can find this Hukn al-Muslim in every language. In Hindi, in Urdu, in Bengali, any, any language. Just go read it, yeah. You didn't have to learn Arabic before all of this. You didn't have to learn English. It's available in English, in Urdu, in, in Tulgu, I think. Tulgu is there. What do you want? What kind of language? It's a Gallup. If you have Filipino, how come? Any language. Any language was there. So what's telling us? That's the case. It's the case Shaitan is pushing us not to hurt him with the Quran, hurt him with Sunnah. Let's, let's just leave it. Let's just leave it. Live with the Quran and you'll find the life, the true life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book. Al-Ladheena amanu wa tatma'innu qulubuhum bidhikrillah. Ala bidhikrillahi tatma'innu qulubuhum. ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب Your heart will be calm will be peaceful will have peace in it بذكر الله And the best ذكر for Allah سبحانه وتعالى is reciting this book of him سبحانه وتعالى How much you will pay for this psychiatrist to give you some bills to call you down because you have bad timber or you have so much troubles in your life so many tragedies people go to these psychiatrists to have some bills and this and this just to call him down. He will give him some lies in order to call him down. You have, you have, you have the medicine at your hand, at your heart if you remember the Quran. Just read that Quran and you'll see. See how these devils will run away from you. Shaitan devils and human being devils. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَهِ النَّاسِ From what? مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ Jinn and Ins. Both of are shaitan, just recite these surahs, then you will be protected by Allah ta'ala from them. How simple it is? Very simple, but you didn't know how you think shaitan is pushing people around. He will get you busy, even in your salah. 
He doesn't want you to do salah correctly, so he comes to you in salah and starts to remind you of things. Make you very far from your salah. You start with Allahu Akbar, then you trouble. You remember until you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. What happened? So many times, as I told you before, so many stories happen, that Imam will make Al-Isha three rak'ahs, nobody understands, nobody knows. Everybody's following, yalla. And he makes salam and nobody says, Subhanallah, nobody knows. Subhanallah, what happened? Everybody is really busy, busy far away from the masjid. The body is here, but the, the mind is far away. Because shaitan is working hard. So, what I intend to say tonight actually is that, to remind myself and remind my brothers that this dunya doesn't deserve, doesn't deserve what we are doing for. How long are you going to serve in this dunya? 90 years, 100, 1000 years like Nuh alayhi salam and his people? But how many, how long are you going to live in the judgment day? Ask yourself the same question. How many? 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, no, in vanity. You're going to live there forever. And if you compare any number, any number to the infinity, it's not comparable. Right? Right. So how are we going to pay everything to this dunya and forget the judgment day, forget the life, the true life? Allah calls that life is the life. True life. But this life is just a fast bite. Like Muhammad told us that in the hadith, that this dunya is like a person who is traveling and stops for relaxation for a few hours and he goes. That's all the dunya. This stomach and ma'asalam. We are traveling in this dunya, so let's do what the travelers do. Do not carry much in your shoulders. Only carry this Quran with you, go on for Allah Taala, and when death comes to you, you will be so happy to leave this dunya to go to the judgment day, to go to Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all we have said and reward us all and sallallahu ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Sheikh Muhammad al-Fadari is asking a question here. Sure. It's related to Hajj. Can a person go to Hajj if his zakat amount is still to be paid? Zakat, of course, is a must. And if he is delaying it already, he must pay the zakah even if he cannot go to Hajj. Because zakah is time, in a time. And he cannot postpone it unless there is very good reason. And Hajj in here is another pillar. When he is not having enough money, then he is not going to be punished why he did not do zakah. That reminds me of a story actually, or a question happened lately. A woman called one of the mashayikh when sheikh, she said, Ya Sheikh, I am 40-something years old, I did not go for Hajj. She's from Saudi Arabia, by the way. She said, Sheikh, you are poor? She said, no, I'm rich. Why didn't you go for Hajj? She said, I do not have mahram. Mahram is a must, a condition. So Sheikh said, you are not required to go for Hajj if you have no mahram. So in Hajj in here, one of the conditions for this question in here, to have enough money. من استطاع إليه سبيلا ولله عنا تحج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا من استطاع إليه سبيلا here is a condition. يعني money, health, peace or يعني he's going to be not going to be trouble if he's traveling from one place to another place if there are يعني gangs or problems or wars and so on then he cannot go for حج and he's not going to be blamed. But if he's capable of that, he has enough 
have enough money and the, the road is okay, then he must make hajj. What's that? Blue here, blue. Blue here, blue here. Okay, no, when you are on Hajj, then you will do what Hajj necessitates. Even if you have to do Qurban. This is another case. Even uh, this, the case of stopping from shave, cut, cutting your hair or nails, this will be what not making Hajj. But for making Hajj, now you are doing. No problem, no problem. Or hair will be done, no problem, still, no problem. It will not affect your hajj. You have to cut your hair or at least, yani, not shave it you can, because you have hajj, at least you have to cut it short. Yes, you have to do it, yes. Jazakumallah khair for listening to you, inshallah, after hajj, two weeks, three weeks from now. Yani, uh, next week we don't have a dars, the week after we don't have a dars, then the week after that, inshallah, we'll have, we'll continue our dars in this message. Jazakumallah khair for listening to Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Muhammad, ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.